I believe we're live now. I don't know how this is working, so we'll figure this out. Um, what's up, guys? I don't know if we're live. This is our first time trying to do this through Restream. So we should be live on Foxhole and um, YouTube right now. It looks like it's working, actually, right, Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it looks like it's working. Um, mine just needs to be refreshed here. There we are. Okay. So good. Let me check and see if we're on Foxhole. It looks like the media playback was aborted due to a corruption problem or because media. Uh-oh. Um, well, if we're well, not. That sucks, but at if least we're on YouTube. Oh, it's working. Is it working now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry about this. We're just testing this out because uh, we're going to start changing things up a little bit more. We might uh, be doing a little more, uh, doing lives more and streaming to a few different platforms, um, because why not? Why not get out there as much as we can? And this is our first test to see how this even goes. So um, welcome anybody who might be tuned in on Foxhole and welcome everybody on YouTube. We are joined tonight by Jace from Cosmic Origins. We've had him on twice now. We had him on our very, it was our second, second. Our second episode. Uh, when we were absolutely had no clue what we were doing and it was audio only right after your dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. My dad was the first episode. So we were, it was audio only. It was audio only. It was really good. It was actually, it was a good episode. I, uh, it, yeah. it was, it, it was at that point I knew like, I was like, this feels good. I know we're like doing yeah, something right same. here. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. We have a lot to cover tonight, guys. Um, as you know, we're uh, going to be announcing the winners for the live stream ticket giveaway for the Star Seed Adventures Conference coming up next Wednesday, right? Yep. Yeah, we're, we're, wow. we're flying yep. out. We're flying on Wednesday. We're flying out next yeah. Wednesday. So um, we'll, we'll wait for a few more people to populate before we do that. Uh, just uh, to get these promo codes out of the way for anybody who's interested. Actually, what's interesting is uh, Hopewell Farms, the CBD oil that company we're affiliated with we learned about through jace uh him and his wife uh alexis have a podcast divine sovereign beings and they were working with uh eric from hopewell farm so we decided to team up with him also and it's really great stuff and jace you can even attest to it yeah it's literally the best cbd oil i've ever tried like i smoke the more uh heavy strength herb and uh this is the only cbd oil that i can actually still feel um which is amazing you know it doesn't get you high but you really feel it in your body the the healing of it so definitely mm -hmm. recommend it yeah, yeah and we have amazing we have a yeah. promo code for that if you're interested uh 15 off with promo code circle back and the link for that is yeah. below on YouTube. The link is we below have, in the description. We have the best promo code. I have that song stuck in my head all day. Oh, yeah. That, that Circleback remix. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Um, man, that, that's just so funny about what's going on right now. They're just giving us like, if you were a comedian right now, it's just endless material. Uh, we should be comedians. What we're seeing <laughs> in the political arena right now, if you even want to call it that. Um, and then uh, we have the uh, we have some. This is a new T-shirt on our store. We have some new merchandise up. Uh, promo code Sleepy Joe gets you twenty percent off all of our Teespring merchandise. We have stickers, cell phone cases, some new shirt designs, uh, some Starseed Adventure Conference T-shirts. If you want to grab one of those, 
um, even if you, because uh, unfortunately we couldn't make them to sell them there. So if you want to buy a conference t-shirt, you have to do it through Teespring. And then obviously the Omnia patches, we have 10% off with promo code truth. And that patch is, if you don't know, for anybody who's listening or new, a new listener, it's a patch that you put on your any radiating device and it harmonizes the negative frequencies coming in and turns them into something positive and actually beneficial for your body. Truly amazing free energy technology. Um, if you're interested in that uh, and you want to protect yourself from this radiation, uh, grab one of those. Anyway, that being said, what's up, Jace? How's it going? Welcome back. Hey, hey, thanks for having me here, guys. Yeah, third time. Pretty exciting. Uh, first time, like you said, no audio. I was living in a van at the time, traveling you mean, around. You mean no video first time? That's that's right. No video, only audio. No audio would have been a real bummer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would have been interesting. And then last year, it was like last April that Alexis and I came on together and I remember we were like just starting to talk about crypto a little bit. And I was like getting more into crypto and you were learning more about it too. And we were like kind of throwing ideas back and forth. So it's going to be interesting to compare like uh, the information now to the information from a year ago. Yeah. Well, and that's when I know you're on top of it. And because totally. of because of you, actually, Aaron and I started started paying attention to the whole crypto world. And yeah, we're, so and thank you. Yeah, yeah, you really started painting a picture for us of what was actually taking place because I don't think a lot of people realize the significance of what's going on, and with the financial reset that we're potentially expecting, and and you know we'll be transitioning into a gold-backed dollar. But in the meantime, we're going to need a place to migrate, and that's what cryptocurrency. That's going to be the place. It's going to be like a placeholder until we transition. And there's just a lot of these with. Uh, with Q and the cryptocurrency XRP and the Flare network, and just even even a cosmic origin, we're starting to learn about a lot of this stuff. Um, might not even so a lot of stuff that happens on Earth, like internet and all kinds of stuff. Most likely, it was tested out on other planets first before it came here, and we're finding this out about crypto. And a lot of the coins are actually named after planets, apparently, and it's really interesting just to see how all this is playing out right now, except for Bitcoin. Whenever you Google weapons of the future, Bitcoin comes up. So I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is in a way, right? Like yeah. it's, it's, uh, I always kind of say it's a neutral technology, but both the dark and the light can use it respectively for their own I agenda. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but I think the dark has a lot of control over Bitcoin in particular right now. So yeah. definitely a weapon in a way. Well, go ahead and, and school us on this stuff. What's what's going on? What are you seeing? What's um, you know? Actually, did you see today uh, Putin? What happened in Russia? No. Um, yeah, I had to write it down because I knew I wouldn't remember. Yeah, tell me. I don't even. Um, <laughs> Putin <laughs> announces total independence from Rothschild-controlled U.S. dollar. Nice. Interesting. So that's if that's not a sign of to what's of what's to come. Mm -hmm. I mean we're going to start seeing major changes. Like we had a, like a few weekends ago, what the entire central banking system shut down for a yeah. while and no one can trade among the central banks. Yeah. This for isn't, hours. This isn't just like standard procedure here, you know? Yeah. So there's definitely shifts in coming. And I think crypto is a big, big part of that. Um, like it was announced just today that ripple, the crypto based company that manages XRP, which we're going to get into. I'll explain that 
more in a little bit, but they just announced that they are creating an XRP ledger privately for central banks to create a digital dollar on. And so obviously, I saw, the central, I saw that, which is like really big news for especially XRP in particular. Um, yeah. uh, of course, like a lot of people in that community have been theorizing that that would be the case for a while. And um, so this kind of validated it. But um, yeah, I can explain more like what XRP is and how I got into it. If um, I think that that would be like kind of a good intro to all this stuff and crypto yeah. in general and how yeah, it connects please, to 17. Please do. Please explain what XRP is and, and Ripple and why it's so important. And like it's because a lot of people don't know. They just know it as a cryptocurrency. They don't know what's behind it and and uh, what's so special so, about it. Yeah, the symbology. I, yeah, yeah, lots of symbology. So I call I call um, XRP like the closest thing we have today to 5D currency. It's the fastest, cheapest, and most scalable currency. Um, you can send an XRP uh, any amount, millions of dollars to a dollar for fractions of a penny anywhere in the world for in uh, two to four seconds. And there's there's not any other crypto out there right now that is able to beat that in terms of everything that it's bringing to the table. Um, but like, I want, I'll backpedal a little bit and explain like what even brought me to this space. Cause it was very like divinely spiritually, uh, guided. Um, I was kind of led here almost against my, um, what my mind wanted. Um, like a year or two years ago, I was very judgmental of cryptocurrency. I was under the conclusion that it was all kind of the new world order agenda and that it was just, um, a way to take us away from physical assets and something that would actually remove our sovereignty rather than giving us more sovereignty. And um, it was XRP that really first started getting me to look in the space, not Bitcoin, because I was pretty like, eh, about Bitcoin. But somebody in the 17 community uh, was talking to me about XRP and told me to look into it. And immediately before I even really researched what it was, I felt this like, divine, you know, like tingling in my body. Like, you know, when your hair stand up on it and you get that feeling like there's something legit here that, you know, I should look That's into or think truth, about more. Truth bumps. That's what they're called. Yeah. Truth bumps. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what pulled me over. And I had this kind of just like confidence in it, even though I didn't really know what it was. But then one day I kind of started, I was getting the nudge to like, Hey, do more research on what this technology actually is. That way, you know, you're more informed about it and you can inform other people as well, rather than just say trusting it. And so that kind of took me down this rabbit hole of finding out that the, they call them the XRP community, you know, like the 17 community, that the XRP community and the 17 community were very intertwined and that the vast majority of people who supported XRP, like on the internet in, in that community were also pro Trump and pro 17. And I was like, whoa, that's like not, it, it went against my preconceived understanding of what I thought the space was and uh, challenged me to like think about it in a different way. And uh, then I found this page called Mr. Pool, which uh, yes. is a Twitter, like it's, it's, People can probably debate all day on what it actually is. Some people think it's an insider. Some people think it's some kind of um, AI project. Uh, other people think it's a time traveler using a quantum computer from the future. All things that sound very familiar to other things that we're into, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was like, 
watching this and it was very much like 17 in the way that this uh, person or group of people or entity was interacting with their community and uh, in the form of like drops of information, but rather than text, it was videos and pictures. And so like a different part of the mind, it's like a different part of the brain that you had to use. And um, yeah, whenever, whenever you broke down that, I guess it was a flare, a flare network promo commercial or whatever the hell it was. When you broke that down, that was actually, that was the eye opener for me. That's the first time I saw the connection with my own eyes. You know, I don't follow it. And I was just kind of uh, guided to watch that video. And I was totally surprised to see a secret space program connections, uh, JFK, 17, just all kinds of suppressed technologies. Like, why would they be showing all, alluding to all this in, in, in a cryptocurrency uh, commercial? Right, right. Yeah, it literally did. a giant Q. And then it said, access granted like you know q level clearance kind of thing and then followed up with a jfk quote about space and uh and then literally in that video too i forgot to post this in my analysis but um actually i think it was one of the other videos it literally says trump in it there's a part where the screen is flashing a bunch of words and on one of them it says trump and it's like a like a, a heads-up display of a bunch of stuff going on and just in the corner so yeah there's wow. a lot of there's a lot of synchronicities in this space that when you really dive into it you find out that just like the rest of, you know, we, you guys talk a lot about like the white hats versus the black hats and what's going on with everything involving that and disclosure and Trump and all that. And I found the same kind of themes in the cryptocurrency space. Um, I found, you know, there's the dark groups that are, you know, using it for their own agendas of um, like, say, Libra, for example, Libra coin and Facebook. If you guys remember that about yeah. a year ago, a couple years ago facebook was trying to basically create the one world token that they were going to undermine the central banks and undermine basically the entire financial structure which sounds good right because again these things are tools that can be used in either way so undermining the financial structure could be a good thing but if you're actually like the deep cabal and you're but doing that right that is the right, problem yeah. to rush in the nwo so the problem with that kind of coin is that Libra would have been the one to do everything. It would have been the, you know, you buy food, you pay your bills, you book your flights, you whatever, like everything you could do with it. Um, the difference with say something like XRP, uh, a lot of people bring up the fact that XRP, they call it a banker's coin because it happens to be marketed towards the banks, which I can get into more in a little bit uh, why I think that is, but uh, they call it the banker's coin. But, uh, it's, it's, um, oh shoot. I totally had a brain fart. What was it? Oh, Libra. So, so Libra and XRP ripple XRP were basically direct competition with each other. And, uh, Libra basically ended up being a failed project and is no longer in existence. And the other primary difference between say the two is like I said, Libra was going to be the one to do everything, which is kind of like what Bitcoin is trying to do in a way too. XRP is created with the intention of it being a bridge asset that requires a whole ecosystem of finances. Um, I mean, not necessarily requires like it, I guess you could maybe hypothetically just use XRP and nothing else one day, but the way that it's being developed and rolled out internationally is, um, is, uh, is, uh, 
brain fart again. <laughs> That's um, all right. Yeah, go what, ahead. What if so? Is XRP is based out of the U.S. Correct? Yeah. So not all coins. A lot of coins are based out of China, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of the random kind of lower level coins are based out of China, but the main problem is that China owns the majority of Bitcoin operations. So uh, Brad Garlinghouse, <clears throat> excuse me, Brad Garlinghouse, who's the CEO of Ripple, he actually uh, came to the Trump administration and they presented the Trump admin with the information that Bitcoin was held majorly, majorly by uh, the Chinese. And it's five miners that own over half of the mining operations in China. And then 80% are still owned in China. And of course, you know, the CCP can flex their control over that and, and does. So guys, just to clarify, Jace is not a financial advisor. So <laughs> Purely for entertainment. <laughs> yeah. None of us are. So please do are. not get mad if you put some money into one of these coins and nothing happens. <laughs> Don't yeah, to... I mean, investing is like a whole nother thing too. Like if you're actually going to choose to, you know, invest in the market. Um, m what I like to do is long-term investing rather than trading. I'm, I haven't really had luck with trading and it just is like bad for my spirit. Uh, it's um just, it's, you know, it's kind of an addiction type energy, but long-term investing where you're just dollar cost averaging, which is just, you know, putting in a little bit here and there as the price changes. That's how I choose to do my crypto investment. Yeah. Um, and if you have uh, anybody listening is familiar with Ivan Teller, he's a channeler. He's going to be at Cocoa Beach conference, which by the way, guys, uh, we will be announcing those winners some at some point here during the show. Uh, usually towards the end, there's more people watching. So we'll, uh, We'll wait till it populates a little more and we'll announce those. But Ivan Teller is going to be there speaking and he actually, uh, he's done some channelings on cryptocurrency and the information that's come through is actually very fascinating. If you go to Ivan Teller YouTube channel, you can find that. And, uh, but this is where the information is coming from that a lot of, there's a lot of extraterrestrial presence behind these coins that these were tried out on other planets. And a lot of them are named after other planets directly that we just aren't aware of. And it's just another interesting layer to it, to me. Obviously this channel yeah. information and who knows, but still some of that resonates with me because it just does. I don't know, it feels right. Yeah, well, I mean, you have names like Algorand, Iota, Cardano, um exactly <laughs> yeah just just those even there a lot of names that sound very spacey and when i was getting into this whole space too that was the vibe that i was getting is that we were being prepped for international uh trade and um you know you guys have talked about with the secret space program people that you've interviewed how that galactic trade is already set up and i think it was tony rodriguez who talked about like the particular spot on like a moon off jupiter where there was basically like a big market board where it was like the price of technology or whatever for trading purposes. Mm -hmm. And I was getting the vibe that we are being introduced into that system, but as a more advanced species, right? Because we are going through this energetic shift. And like I said, I, I kind of, I called it 5d currency for a reason, because, um, I think that, you know, you brought up like gold and stuff earlier. And I think that stuff is definitely still going to be around and it's going to be really important. And crypto is going to enhance our access and ability to use these heavy metals and these other uh, financial uh, tools. 
And so that's where like decentralized finance is really, really exciting because it's basically taking the entire financial system out of the financial system in a way. So DeFi or decentralized finance is basically uh, when you take, it's a, it's a form of cryptocurrency network that only some cryptos run on uh, that the Ethereum network developed and pioneered where basically, so say in typical cryptocurrency, it's still decentralized, but if you were to go buy it, you would have to go to a centralized exchange that is owned by a, a company, a private company like Binance or Coinbase or Uphold. And uh, what DeFi, one of the things that it does is it takes all the middleman corporation profit, you know, middlemen out of it and it gives you direct access. So with DeFi, there's exchanges that are peer-to-peer -peer software. So there's no company running them. There's nobody... Uh, calling the shots. There's no one doing sneaky stuff behind the scenes, like stealing people's money or you know anything shady. Um, it's totally peer to peer. And then with networks like the Flare Network, which you brought up the trailer for, that's the one that had the the trailer with the Q and JFK. With the Flare Network, it's actually pioneered this entire governance system that I think is going to be scalable beyond cryptocurrency. I think it's going to be scalable to like voting. Uh, politically and uh, all sorts of other aspects, but it's basically like a governance tool because the users of the network are rewarded for participating in the governing of the network. And it's so it's basically a, a self-perpetuating system that doesn't require any kind of centralized entity and unlocking value. And so with Flare Networks, not only are they decentralized finance, but what they're really pioneering is bringing over any crypto that they choose onto their network to be decentralized. So typically, like with Ethereum, Ethereum is DeFi, uh, but you you can only use it with Ethereum. Or say if you had another one, like Polkadot is another DeFi one, but you can only use it with Polkadot. They're not cross-compatible. Um, maybe in the future they will be, but at this point they're not. Right. Uh, with Flare Networks, it's a DeFi network, but they are bringing on any external coin that they want. So, so far they've brought on XRP, Litecoin, Doge, and now they just introduced XLM, which is Stellar Lumens. And uh, it was really funny for Doge because, you know, there was the whole thing where like Elon was pumping Doge on Twitter and talking yeah. about it all the time. And it was just sending the well, price flying. He's still doing it. Yeah. Apparently. Still, yeah. Just yesterday, he was he was pushing it all day, and the Doge. I just read today that NBA is is making it a usable coin to purchase. Um, really? Yeah, to purchase like tickets and nice. like actually, you can use Dogecoin now. To it's affiliated with the NBA, which isn't necessarily a good thing because we know a lot about the NBA. That's but it. well, right, just using cryptocurrency to purchase things in general. Yeah, it's not, in my opinion, a good thing because then you're wasting it. <laughs> but but they're if the, if the price is going to go up, you know. sure, right? That's a great point. So At this like, point, oh man, I wish I you know sure I held yeah. on to. But I just thought it was interesting, and it, that can only be a positive thing for Dogecoin if that if that is the case. Yeah, and the yeah, totally agree. And the the funny thing about Doge is obviously it's like it's a meme. And it was created as a joke. Like the creator said it was created as a joke. It wasn't intended to 
have function. And so it's basically just like a different version of Bitcoin. It doesn't have a utility like say XRP or, or Flare does. Um, but since Flare Networks has brought on Doge, they basically have taken this meme coin and then given it superpowers. So yeah. as a DeFi coin, now you're going to be able to do decentralized loans, decentralized um, insurance, decentralized uh, like smart contracts, they call them, which is basically like any of that kind of other financial things that you can now do with crypto. But instead of all that, you know, instead of like, say, the central banks doing the loaning, it's going to be us. It's going to be the the sovereign person who, if they choose to be their own like bank, basically, they can be their own bank as an individual and loan out their, say, crypto um, to the network. And that's where there's like with Flare Network in particular, there's so much opportunity to make passive income just by holding coins, not even by them appreciating in value, but like holding the coins and then staking them in what are called liquidity pools and uh, other forms of staking. And you literally just make a profit on it every second. And uh, you can take that profit and just invest it back in to get a bigger profit. And uh, that's what I'm doing a beta test right now, uh, beta test for right now for Flare Finance. And I've been learning a lot about that. Wow. And it's, it's been like blowing wow. my mind because I'm like, dude, this is seriously going to change the way that finances are done forever because it takes all the power away from the traditional financial authorities and gives that power to the common person. Well, what's interesting too is- Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And what's interesting too is um, I was asked to, we talked about this last time, I was asked to edit a QHHT session that a friend of, a friend of mine did because the audio was too low. She's like, hey, can you bring this audio up, please? So I did it and I was just listening to the session and information came through about digital currency, how it, it was a gift. Digital currency is a gift to humanity from the ETs to get our hands off of that uh, Babylonian money magic. So they call it Babylonian money magic because there's black magic behind it. And there's like bad karma and there's like a negative energy surrounding our money. So it's yeah. like, so. It, it, well, it was created as an enslavement tool mm -hmm. for humanity. That, that's like yep. its main purpose that why we have money exactly yeah, exactly the money that we currently have but not this new but it makes it only makes sense that it, it if it was a gift and it is coming from these other star mm -hmm. systems or it whatever does. um you know obviously there's there's groups out there trying to help us along is as, as, as dark as things appear to be on the surface right now which most of that is just a facade if you're really paying attention i mean <laughs> there's so much shit going on right now that doesn't add up which we'll get into. Uh, I want to really explore some of the reality of cl the clone program that I believe will be disclosed in the future. And I think it's time to start talking about it a little more seriously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, well, uh, what you were saying about the like the banking systems and everything. Um, it's like, obviously, we used to trade heavy metals. And then we went to these receipts, the paper notes, and that's what you're talking about holds that bad energy. But then even now we're mostly digital. It's like, you know, most people are using their, their bank accounts and their credit cards or debit cards to buy things. And that's not even real. Like that's just the number on the screen. It's yeah. not, it's not actually backed by anything. Mm -hmm. So when, when we're talking about like shifting the banking system to being crypto based, it's, um, it's giving that more sovereignty and it's returning that power. And it's actually like, like rather than a piece of paper, which is only worth whatever the paper is actually worth. Um, the crypto, obviously something digital isn't inherently 
valuable, but nothing is inherently valuable until we assign it value, until we collectively go, you know, this has a $5 value or this gold has like a $4,000 value or whatever. Yeah. And so it's the, it's the collective consensus that we go, okay, these, these, uh, mathematical algorithms that are natural law, right? Like math is natural law is the universe. Those back up the security of this technology. And so jumping from like a fake digital system, which we're already in to one that's actually backed by more natural law is, um, is a good step in my opinion. Yeah. And then, and then like you're saying with the gold, that's all going to come into, and I think it's all going to happen. Like there's going to be some crazy event, maybe, maybe my speculation that, you know, market crash kind of thing and gold ending the fed and the positive crypto is being implemented as a part of that. And it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. There's, and a lot of it's already happening behind the scenes. If you're paying attention, it's like, I, I so much has happened behind the scenes. I really wonder um, if some of this stuff you're talking about hasn't already taken place and it's just been, being done covertly and, and like systems have already switched over, but we like, we collectively, like you said, we assign value to something, but we also collectively create reality. So we create everything. We can create the evil on this planet just by thinking that there's evil on the planet, even though it might be gone. We've been programmed for so long. It's going to take us changing our mindset. So I think there's another, there's a deeper perspective there that we need to uh, start realizing that it's going to take our mindset to change the the way things operate on this planet. It's we can't just wait for a stock market crash. Like right. we have, we have to start seeing things differently. Well, that's how I I keep telling people that are you know waiting for the the not the great reset but the positive equivalent like the N Nasara or whatever it's going to be. I keep mm -hmm. telling people that are just kind of waiting and not doing anything like, look, it's already happening in the crypto space. So if you already want to take advantage of that financial reset, I sincerely believe that the, the largest parts of that as far as return of investment are probably going to come from crypto. And then, there, of course, there's going to be other opportunities with with gold and everything else coming in. But this is like if you want to get in on it now and maximize your opportunities, um, it's a really good time for it. Well, what do they always say? The revolution, mm. the revolution won't be televised. I mean, it's not going to be televised. We're not going to have a big announcement whenever they're losing. Like, hey, guys, we just lost everything we worked for for the past century is being flushed down the toilet. You guys win. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to go yeah. look and start paying attention. Yeah. And that's a great point. Uh, do you mind if I touch on Mr. Pool a little bit more. Yeah, please. Like, please do. I feel yeah. like that's like for people that are into 17, the they call them the ripple riddlers are yeah. basically like the 17 equivalents of in this community. And there's there's a handful of them, but the the two primary ones that people refer to and and look at are Mr. Pool and another one called Bearable Guy 123. And Mr. Pool, one of the first Q connections that I found or 17 connections was, uh, well, there is a post that I'm looking at right now from April 4th, 2018. And it says, follow the loop. And, uh, it says learning, follow the loop. And then of course, think mirror is another kind of po post, right? And so if you mirror loop, it's pool pool and Mr. Pool's actual like at hash, uh, handle on Twitter is loop. Oh. It's, it's loop and then it's Mr. Backwards RM and then it's 311 
So if you read that backwards, that's 11-3, which is first marker, isn't it? Yeah. So like interesting connection there. And then on the same 17 post where it says follow the loop, uh, it's a repost from an Anon with a, a picture from an article that says YouTube will add information from Wikipedia to videos about conspiracies. And one of the things I was going to bring up was that YouTube has started flagging XRP videos for QAnon content yep. uh, with Wikipedia like disclaimers I noticed, below. I noticed that. Yeah. Well, for people that are not why, talking about 17 at yeah. all. Why would they do that? Exactly. Why would they do that? Like how yeah. many coincidences, you know? Exactly. I think that's all actually really exciting, especially talking about the Flare Network and everything, because it, it gives me hope. Like if, if we're if we're trusting the plan, right? And whatever whatever any of that means anymore, um, there's we're still able to connect dots, you know. There's still things happening. It's just not happening on we're not getting Q drops anymore, but we just have right. to like look some look in other places and people like you that are connecting these dots. Yeah. Because it's not just in your face anymore. It's not an obvious drop. You know? uh, Julie Porter says a great person to follow is Red Collie. He's good at figuring out Mr. Mm. Pool. He is. I've I've seen him decode Mr. Pool's riddles yeah. and he's really good at it. So and he's got a good uh, Trump perspective too that um, a lot of the other people don't bring up as much. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Mr. Pool and then uh, BG one two three, bearable guy one two three is kind of the other one, and those ones yeah. are like these art type pictures which depict a guy in a golden suit of armor, which looks a lot like Brad Garlinghouse, who is the CEO of uh, XRP or of Ripple, and uh, it shows him with a sword, and they're like these super cryptic puzzles where there's like numbers hidden everywhere and like like cryptic beyond belief and the imagery is often that of like take uh like defeating the dark occult like uh there's been imagery of like people with hoods on doing weird occultic stuff and like the knight is like fighting them off so it's like the knight in the golden armor with the golden you know 5d money is like fighting off the cabal old financial system and when i started really getting into that it just was really like blowing my mind and then there's a guy so the, the guy who actually created the XRP ledger, his name is David Schwartz. And I call him the space Sasquatch because <laughs> if you, everybody has to look up a picture of this guy. If you have a, a very free appropriate window yeah. open, just look up David Schwartz, uh, SHW ripple. And dude is like legit looks like a Sasquatch alien guy and uh, great vibes. And he is what really, took me to the next level in this because I learned so he created the XRP ledger and he pioneered the technology when he was working for the NSA back in the 90s so he was an NSA agent and he's also known as being one of the world's top cryptographers if not the world's top cryptographer and he worked for the NSA so like what other cryptography related projects also came out of the NSA potentially right you know you see what I'm getting at here like yep. 17 it's another thing that's showing me that they're related. And uh, he is a he's a very fascinating guy in general. He's a really good person to just like watch interviews and read his body language. And uh, I get really good vibes off of him. Well, I'm glad you're out there paying attention to all this stuff because I'm sure not. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's there's yeah, so I, much there's so much to keep up with and um anymore a lot of things are happening in our personal lives that need to be addressed so you know it's really cool to have people out there that are able to connect the dots and do this stuff and present this information because i'm sure a lot of people aren't aware of some of this stuff yeah and if you if you want to learn more and go deeper into this stuff that's what i've been talking about on my channel lately and uh, yeah i'm going to keep keep talking about it as it keeps happening yeah but interesting talking about the uh, youtube censorship also i was listening to someone explain like it's not youtube that's censoring it it's an actually like an archon energy that is mm -hmm. like bypassing the algorithms and censoring I believe it. specific people and they, and they and they said that the all of the employees unfortunately under are under heavy mind control so if any censoring does come from the youtube employee it's, control, not, even it's, it's not even yeah. them yeah so everybody's getting really angry at YouTube and, and, and it's like, guys, they said these people aren't even like real anymore. You know, unfortunately, yeah. everybody's so programmed. No one really knows what they're doing. But that just that just points to the the real like root of the, the problem or the um, control structure of everything. It's not even human. And, and that's what if you don't understand that, if you don't understand the greater galactic perspective and the greater mm -hmm spiritual perspective of just everything and what's been going on for so long like you're never going to really understand the truth of of why things happen and, and of everything yeah because we, it goes to that level like like you said archons it's like well what's yeah. an archon it's not even a human it's an enti like entity it's yeah not Shash, even, shadow being yeah we were just talking about that the other day yeah i said yeah if you don't understand like secret space programs are real and all the stuff is actually happening on, the, on this planet and ets are quite literally running the planet like you're not going to understand none of these current events are going to make any sense to you you're just going to be running in circles trying to figure this stuff out and trying to decode it well, well it'll make sense on a certain level but yeah that's why that flare finance trailer really blew my mind because not only did it have the you know the Q and the JFK and like the solar flash thing in it, but it had all the secret space program imagery and like, like it had rockets, but then it had like anti grav craft and like showing us going through wormholes to other galaxies and like interacting with other life. And it was all running off of like the flare networks, and they were insinuating that like all the secret space program travel, like moving forward, would be intertwined with this stuff and that's where i'm like like i said earlier i'm getting the vibe that these systems are not just going to be for financial related stuff they're going to be like the building blocks for networks and like the internet moving forward in a way mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, exactly mm -hmm. and this will be a perfect sub segue also into um touching on these clones that we're seeing um, because this is another reality. We just, so there's a video going around of an interview, a Project Camelot interview with Carrie Cassidy and George Green. I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but uh, he talks about uh, the reality of the clone program. He says, we've been cloning humans since 1938 that we know of. Eight different countries are doing it. He explains exactly how we do it. Like all you need is two DNA cells uh, just from a person and you need a receiver. You need two cells and a receiver and you just basically electrically charge the two cells, inject them into uh, an egg, and then you basically remove the egg, uh, put the two cells into the egg, and then re-inject it back into whatever, the animal, the human, and you 
have a clone that's born and this is just one way it's really interesting how it's really fascinating actually how it all works and he talks about a lot of the abductions back in the early days of, of these women that's what they do the women um they're they're pregnant right and they basically after 14 weeks they take the they abduct the woman they remove the fetus remove the eggs with not without leaving a scar and then put her back and then they they grow these clones and like an incubator up in the programs it's just really it sounds crazy right but he, i don't believe it's crazy at all and i know i know what we're seeing now a lot of these political like he says most of the world leaders and politicians have all been replaced we're, none of them are who they say that who we think they are including trump yeah i wouldn't doubt that it's possible it is interesting when you think about it with trump too and like if if white hats are using clones and a lot of people have like ethical issues with that like when i've brought that concept up that uh, that these clones that have been put into these positions of power might have been overtaken by positive groups that are fighting for the planet's liberation. And then it's like, you know, so say, say that uh, some of these mass arrests did happen. Like a, a lot of us suspect that they did over the past few years. And so you're, you're, you're the military or whatever, and you've arrested these people, but then, oh my gosh, there's a copy of them that's still out there. So you've arrested the person, but publicly on the news and in the media they're still running around and so at that point you know military strategy is probably not to mess with that and let that narrative play out as it would be and you know who knows who's controlling those puppets like maybe some of those puppets have been taken over by the uh, the good guys and i assume that some of them are at least still controlled by the dark um but yeah it's really it's trippy yeah. stuff to think about yeah i, I agree with you 100 percent and he also talked about, so we just watched last night, a movie called The Boys from Brazil. It's a 1978 movie. Uh, George Green in his interview recommended it. He said, if you want to know about the cloning program, it's direct, exact disclosure. It's like, wow. he, he, he said it like exactly. He's like, that's exactly what they're doing. It's in your face. We watched it and they do. They break down the science of it step by step. Yeah, they in, break it down in the movie. Yeah. Like how what it, is it called? The Boys from Brazil. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to... And later. what the movie is about is it's them. A, it's a great movie too. It's, so it's about really them good. cloning Hitler. Uh, if, if this mm -hmm. is exact disclosure. Then, um, wow. Then Clinton, Clinton, Hitler was absolutely cloned, which many people have thought. But this is this is where the experiment started because Hitler wanted to be cloned. He was fascinated with this science, and there is documents and evidence to know that we were cloning animals back then. So wh why does it stop with humans? And the movie shows that it that it didn't. And it's really, really fascinating movie. That is, I'm going to have to watch that. That that sounds really interesting. Yeah. It's, it, yeah and like the thing, I don't know, maybe some people think that it's more of a recent thing. Like even when you say that the Nazis may have been doing cloning, some people might be triggered and go, well, how could they have had that kind of technology back then? But they most definitely did. I mean, they were doing a lot of, very advanced scientific research and they only got the information because they found the occult information from various ancient occult civilizations that they were studying mm -hmm. and um you know i i assume that clone cloning has been going on for thousands of years to some degree or another uh, yeah. probably off and on as civilizations have you know advanced and fallen but i think that for example in ancient atlantis there was a lot of evidence to show that 
um, not only human cloning, but like all sorts of other genetic experiments like chimera, human animal hybrids and things like that. There's a lot of imagery from that time period and imagery in say like the ancient Middle East and um, like places like that showing these, these human animal hybrids because they were doing all these genetic experiments. And that's what the Nazis picked up the research from, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because in the movie that he was like not on an island, but he was on this house on a lake that was like totally remote. And there was all of his ex- genetic experiments, which were like these mutated children, like oh, living gosh. on the island. And it was like, hor- it's like you, wa- you watch it and you're like, you know, this is true. It's like you feel it. And it's really sad, actually. Oh. And, and, but it's, it's, it's great. But it's, yeah. Yeah. It's good for people to see. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to check that out. Yeah, it's it's a good red pill. Yeah, it's it's wild. And another thing about the clones, too, that's interesting uh, is that so these entities, you know how entities like to possess people? Well, they do the same thing with clones. So you can have a clone entity. Entities fight over these clones. Right. So you can have a clone that has like different Mm. personalities all the time. And that's why you see like, let's say Biden or something like totally different. Sometimes it could be a different consciousness taking over that clone. Mm-hmm. Different clones in general. Yeah, or multiple clones. Like the one that can barely speak and then the one that can speak really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense if, if entity attachments can come in and possess us in a way for people that aren't grounded and embodied in their energy body, then for a clone who's got no soul, I'm assuming they have no soul, mm-hmm. at least these kinds from the beginning, it's probably way easier for an external energy to come in and fill that vessel Mm -hmm. but that's an interesting concept that like they could be fighting over it almost like there might be various entities fighting for control to suit like i've with biden obviously we're both kind of of the uh of the conclusion that there are biden clones out there and uh but it seems that recently and we can we can theorize why but it seems like they've gone more towards like the cgi and mask yeah cover up over the clones well, it, de- it definitely does it just makes me wonder like what's going on because yeah the mask clearly i don't care i saw a video with fauci like you see the neck yeah it's a flapping like, flapping yeah Ooh. yeah fauci biden the like eyes you can see like you can tell it's a mask and when people remote view this stuff they see like a rubber synthetic mm-hmm. being they, they don't see us a, a human right so it's like, what's going on here? And like, like there was one eye droopy and one. Yes. Eye. Yeah. Yeah. So Biden's eye keeps drooping. One, one time his chin would look like it was melting. But if you guys remember the movie Mission Impossible 2, there's direct disclosure of these realistic masks that they put on. Like that's how they oh. sneak around in the movie. They have these skin masks they put on. You can't tell the difference. They and look it, really real. And there's yeah. a little, a little digital piece of tape you put on your neck and it changes your voice to whatever voice of the of the person you're trying to mimic right so to me that's also disclosure Mm -hmm. totally i mean i mean if robert downey jr can do what he did in uh in tropic thunder and (laughs) and look like a real person then then (laughs) the government could do whatever they want (laughs) totally yeah (laughs) i just think that um you know there's just a lot of information out there people don't want to listen to it they don't want to believe it they don't want to accept that clones are real you know we don't have conclusive evidence that biden is a clone but it sure seems that way right and yeah i've heard heard even trump you know 
There's been there's people that claim that Trump hasn't made a public appearance since his inauguration. They're all clones. The only time you ever see him is on camera when he's signing an executive order because uh, the original the original person has to sign it. Right. So and then it, that's real, very interesting. The real Trump has spends most of his time in an underground base at Camp David, working affiliated with the Q team. This is yeah. just this is crazy information, right? And take it for what it is. I'm not claiming any of this is fact. But I love thinking about this stuff because what we're seeing on the surface is not what's happening. So you start having, you really have to expand your mind. So you're saying you're not a licensed cloning advisor. This is just not, for entertainment. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Just for entertainment. It's just something that's always, it's just always on my mind constantly. Yeah. No, me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I part of me doesn't want to. Like my, I guess my ego doesn't want to think that Trump would have clones, but it does seem practical. Yeah, it does seem practical. Yeah, my only qualm with that is like, well, then it means the white hats are using the cloning technology, and I don't like that. Right, you right. Know? Like, but at the same time, the same way. at the same time, it makes sense. Because mm -hmm. then, if anything happens to the clone, then it's you just lost the clone, and he's safe. You know, it's like it makes sense. Yeah. Well, and maybe there's like other forms of cloning other technologies that we're not even aware of that yeah. they could be implementing that are say like more al aligned with natural law than yeah. like messing with natural law. I would hope so. Yeah. There, according to a lot like whistleblowers, even Tony Rodriguez said there's multiple ways to clone a person now, like multiple mm -hmm. ways. And each clone is, they're different. They're not all the same. You know, some, you can clone a person and they won't even be identical. They can grow up to look different, but it'll be the same memory, same consciousness. It's really interesting. But we do know, and this is something that is pretty interesting. So when Trump spoke at CPAC, the State of the Union address the other day, um, like, there was another Trump, like almost at the same time, that was apparently attending somebody's wedding or he was golfing at a wedding. And when you compare both videos from the same day, one, it, the one at the wedding is clearly a body double. It's not Trump. I mean, you would think it is if you didn't know that he was speaking at the same time. And it's almost like they're creating these events to show us things and see who's paying attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anytime I see Trump at the golf course and like one of those candid videos, it doesn't look anything like him. It looks like a body double or like yeah. more like his brother than him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And and that's, that's a thing too. Body doubles we know are a real thing. I mean, that's, that's not even questionable, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot going on, but I think honestly what's going on in the behind the scenes right now, I don't know. I think Trump still has a lot of power. Uh, I, I think what we're seeing on the surface and on the news is literally just a show and there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we might not understand, but I definitely think that the Trump administration is still working hard for us. Yeah, me too. And in that uh, CPAC speech, he, he even said that he might have to beat them for a third time, mm -hmm. which is you know funny because blatantly saying he won the last election and that he's going to win it a, a third one. Yeah. But it, I hope that we're not going to have to wait another four years of going through this presidency but i feel intuitively that things are going to shake it up like things I, like the timeline seems like it's in flux like maybe even if biden continues to be president for the next four years it's not going to be what we think it is it's going there's going to be more going on behind the scenes but uh yeah in the long run 
I don't have any concern. I know a lot of people have been messaging me like on Instagram and stuff, like really concerned with the state of the world and like post-election, like basically not having any hope left. And um, I think it's a big soul lesson for a lot of those, say, like, um, well, like the pro-Trump people who needed a certain balancing in their, like, obviously we're pro-Trump, right? But there's a lot of people who were that are like really disillusioned right now. And like, like really like thinking this whole thing was a lie and that now he was in on it. And, um, it's a, it's a real lesson. It's a real soul lesson for people. I think in, in, and one thing in keeping faith, like not in Trump or in the military, but keeping faith in the divine plan and like trusting the divine plan. And that's what I always tell people too. And when people say like, oh, trust the plan is just giving away your sovereignty or whatever. I'm like, no, trust the plan to me. I'm not like giving my power away to anybody. I'm trusting the divine unified one creator and the plan that has been laid out by that one creator. And uh, I have like the utmost faith in that and that that is going to take us to beautiful places that we haven't seen. And the pathway there might be a little confusing and bumpy and, you know, might not, we might not know what's going on at all times, but if we keep our faith in the end result, which is knowing, like visualizing the new earth and what we want the new earth to be and really thinking about that, like every day it's, we're going to create it regardless mm -hmm. how we get there. Yeah. Yes. And beautifully said, beautifully said. And don't over like like I, a lot of people lost hope and you know people are out there trying to like save the world right now make changes and protest and do this you know but I, I say don't overwhelm yourself trying to save the planet you know the planet is going to take care of itself Gaia is going to take care of herself so we need to be taking care of ourselves right now this this is like the big lesson I think for everybody is like don't try and save the world save yourself right now. And as you do that, everyone around you starts raising their vibration. Also, mm -hmm. you start, you start becoming we the ones we've been waiting for. Exactly. Exactly. It's a perfect yeah. way to sum it up. And yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's a, there is a positive future ahead, but it's not, it, you have to want to see it right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's going to come in ways that are like unexpected too. Like, like I think we're going to continue to see like this kind of timeline split with humanity um, where people who are aligned with their higher selves more so, and with their divinity are going to be creating abundance and opportunities for themselves, like out of thin air, like magic synchronistically. And I think that a, a huge portion of this, like you could say wealth shift or abundance shift, um, energy shifts that are coming are going to be from that place of magic rather than from a place of like, you know, doing a bunch of hard work to achieve your goal through purely generating work, right? It's like we're learning our manifesting capabilities more. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. awesome. Speaking of manifesting, we just manifested an impossible conference on the beach to start coming next week. And, and it, whenever, against all odds, we manifested this beautiful conference. And we have some live stream ticket winners uh, that we're going to announce. Um, anybody whose name gets called, you're going to receive an email with the live stream ticket and all the details that go along with that. So I will name, I'll, I'll mention these names. I'll announce the winners, but I can't promise that I'm not going to butcher some of them because. Uh, <laughs> Sorry in advance. Yeah. We apologize in advance. So 
We have five winners. Anybody who submitted on the website entered themselves in for a chance to win a free live stream ticket. And here they are. Samantha Woodrow, Joseph Wolf, Yanavi Gan Ganjama. I I'm sorry. I apologize. Hey, that's not my name. What yeah. the heck? Grand Grandin Dugas and Mia Scan. So I'll say those one more time and then I'll read them again at the end. Congratulations, guys. Um, congrats, guys. Congrats. We'll read them one more time. Samantha, Samantha Woodrow, Joseph Wolf, Yanavi Kanjama, Grandin Dugas, and Mia Scan. And I really apologize if I butchered your names. Um, I can't read those names. I'm Which sorry. You did. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jace, why don't we? I I'm always I'm always fascinated by the story of your story of how you worked for the aerospace or you went to school for it anyway, and your professor and the black projects and all that stuff. I think that's a relevant story for people who are still questioning the validity of what we're talking about because that is kind of like you know that gives it some credential, you know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So uh, I went to I studied aerospace engineering for a little more than four years at Cal Poly um, in California, San Luis Obispo near Vandenberg Air Force Base. And uh, it's one of the biggest recruiting schools in the country for aerospace and, you know, the secret space program, probably because it funnels right into it in a way. Mm -hmm. um, but I. I that's like where I really started waking up. Um, I went to school for aerospace because I love space and I thought I wanted to do engineering and uh, quickly realized, well, it took me four years to really realize, but realized it wasn't something I really was passionate about because it was so specialized. And I was getting really jaded about learning about these other technologies that were out there while I was learning rocket science, which seemed really boring and like, like old school. It's like we have these other technologies and Tell we're studying rockets right exactly yeah. so one of the professors at the school his name was bruce wright i believe his name was bruce wright and uh he worked for lockheed martin and he worked for skunk works which is lockheed martin's advanced aerospace division and he was the father of the f-22 fighter jet which is widely considered like the best fighter jet ever, even better than the F-35. A lot of people say it has alien technology and anti-gravity technology and, and stuff that allows it to do the maneuvers and stuff that more advanced planes can't do. Uh, so he was the like creator of that. They all called him the father of that project. And he also managed several other large aircraft spacecraft projects at Skunk Works. And so he had like a model on his desk for every project that he managed that the company gave him a little like model of the aircraft as like a present. And so on his desk, like in the classroom, he's got five black rocks. And so, you know, naturally he's trying to get people to ask him questions. And uh, he ends up explaining that the black rocks are symbolic of black projects that he worked on when he was working for Lockheed that he is not allowed to talk about. And he is, was retired, um, still a contractor, because that's how a lot of these guys work. They retire and then 
they you know still work for them on the DL off to the side. Same thing with intelligence agencies. And so he was contracting with them, um, but officially retired. So he was like allowed to talk about some things. And so he would also play like these conspiracy theory project Aurora, like TR3B kind of videos in class occasionally and like allude to that he had worked on that. And uh, Project Aurora was the umbrella project for those kind of 90s generation TR3B and other related stuff. And so I assume one of them was that. And um, yeah, so at, at the same time period, I was I was uh, being introduced to psychedelics too and mm. um, experimenting with psychedelics. And that was just like blowing open my third eye while I was learning all this stuff in school. And uh, it just started becoming really obvious to me. and. I ended up becoming uh, the president of the Aerospace Society, which is called the AIAA, the American Institute of Astronautics and Aeronautics. I was president of my college's chapter, um, but it's a national, maybe international organization. And so as president, I was often coordinating meetings between us and uh, Vandenberg Air Force Base and like, like informational meetings like inviting people to come hang out and like talk to the students about like what they do on base and um i also was invited out a couple times to watch rocket launches uh on base like actually had to get clearance to go on base and i like sat in this like part of the base with a good view of the rocket like really close and uh with like a bunch of people in military gear which is still really trippy to think about uh but i watched like several of these rocket launches, probably at least a half dozen. And I was paying attention to what they were. Cause I was like, okay, this is like what they're launching up into space. They're using the biggest rocket they have, which at the time was like a Delta five. Um, and it's, it's payload is like bigger than a school bus. So whatever they're putting up, they were putting up at least once a month, something the sky, the size of school buses. And, the uh, the payloads were classified because they were missions for primarily for an organization called the NRO, which is the National Reconnaissance Office, which is basically like the space NSA or the space CIA. Uh, but you haven't really heard of them unless you've you know done some research on that stuff. And they are the intelligence agency of space. And so I was like, okay, the CIA of space is putting up giant school bus size technology several times a month and no one's really questioning what they're building up there like they could be building a giant space station and no one would even know mm -hmm. and so it was like that kind of thought process that really started to get me to question things too and then uh another story quick one time when they were uh over at the school and uh talking about the um what was it the x37b which is their their secret space plane that's not so secret but it's like the public disclosure that they kind of give people as like, a, oh, the Air Force is doing secret space tests. Mm -hmm. It's that like little drone plane that looks like the space shuttle. And so they were landing that at Vandenberg and they were talking to us about like the project and they couldn't tell us everything because it's classified. But um, I was like really kind of picking their brains because I, I was just kind of having fun with it and I wanted to like kind of make them uncomfortable with certain questions to see how they would respond so I could gauge what was actually going on. And so I asked, um, I asked if the mission, 
okay, so she said that when the thing landed, that they basically had to wear hazmat suits and uh, spray it down. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, they're probably using nuclear um, energy of some sort if they have to wear hazmat suits when it comes in and stuff. No, there's and, probably, they probably all had COVID. Well, yeah, that's too. Yeah. Space, <laughs> space COVID. Yeah, space COVID. <laughs> and I, I asked, I'm like, okay, so one, is this thing running on some kind of nuclear energy? And two, is it going to other planets? Is it like, are we going like outside of Earth? Because officially, they just said it was up in low Earth orbit for like several years at a time. And uh, she looked nervous and she looked at her superior and then like looked back at me and was like, oh, uh, yeah, we can't talk about that. And I was like, OK, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah. You just answered my question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly they are. I mean, what we know about the SSPS is, you know, that's right. That that's baby that, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That developed in the 30s. And people, that's just something that you really have to wrap your head around. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, we're always taught, we hear the William Tompkins testimony about the Navy spies going into Germany and discovering that they were developing this UFO and anti-gravity technology and the Nazi bell and even clones um, all this information come through, but then now, now I'm learning about new information that, you know, the Navy, that was, that was like, it's so compartmentalized that the entire time before the war even started that a group in the United States was working with Germany and they were both developing these secret space programs together. And the Navy spies, which that was just like them yeah. being ignorant to the program above them. Of course. And it just, it's it, all compartmentalized. that's just how it is. Right. So like the entire war then is a facade because we're actually united with Germany developing a space program mm -hmm. and battling each other on the ground to keep this all in secret. And then even to this day, we have Elon Musk still trying to launch these failed rockets up into space and they're crashing left and right. And then the one we saw today looked like it was CGI. It was CGI. I know that was crazy, right? That Especially that one scene. It was like totally CGI. They're not even trying to fool they're us not. anymore. Yeah. It's just like they want to see who's paying attention. Like, let's be, let they, they want to see how good their programming took, right? Who's gonna yeah. just take it for at face value and who's gonna, like, wait, that's not or real. they're trying to do that to wake people up without talent, without you know, like, let's see if we can wake up people by yeah. making it more obvious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was Prime that people. was interesting. I still have faith in Elon, I have faith in his heart, but I do think that there are dark groups which are interacting with him and manipulating him in ways but i feel i have faith in his heart like when i tap into the the soul in there it actually feels like there is a a pure soul in there and it's just like it's like in, in my opinion i think he hasn't gone through his spiritual awakening obviously um we would know <laughs> but yeah. I, I my theory is that this is all very divine timing and that he, you know, it, did you see his Joe Rogan podcast recently? I, I saw, was he on there twice? Uh, no, it was like a week or two ago. Oh, no. Um, no, no. I saw the first one. I saw him on there the first time, but I didn't know he was back on. It was, it was, um, it was like, there were some interesting things that they talked about because he brought up the alien thing a lot. Rogan did. And uh -oh. Musk is very just like, oh, like if I would know about them if they were out there and like, but arrogant about it. Right. I, my feeling that I kept getting was that he's going to go through his own spiritual awakening and like probably start to believe in UFOs or something really profound is going to happen to him, but it's going to be in the public eye for everybody to see. And can you imagine like how catalyzing that would be if like Elon actually 
went through an awakening or like actually discovered or started advocating, you know, that UFOs were real or uh, ETs in a way that wasn't like manipulative or like clearly cabal oriented. I think that could create like a huge impact for the normies of the planet who are, um, you know, still really asleep to this kind of stuff. And if the richest person in the world were to say, like, say, dude actually gets to the moon or Mars and then you know, like we've theorized before, ends up finding these colonies and then boom, boom that's disclosure. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll happen, but maybe it won't. Yeah. And then Warner Van Braun wrote a book in 1953 that said, <laughs> that said um, Mars would be colonized and be humans would be led there by a man named Elon. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, so did that, he get a psychic or did he, did he plan it? Yeah. Maybe Elon's a clone. Looking glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, looking yeah, glass. I, Elon remains an an anomaly for all of us. It because he does things sometimes where you think he's like a, a white hat, then he does things sometimes where you're like oh, totally cabal move, right? Yeah, like the Neuralink, like he talks about that. Yeah. Well, I also think that if if like you said, actually, you said a lot of these rocket launches that are exploding is might be a benevolent force stopping mm -hmm. whatever pro well, I, I heard I can't remember who, but I heard someone or maybe multiple people say that. They're like, actually, that's the benevolent ETs stopping those. Interesting, but stopping them from from what? I I don't know. Maybe there was the maybe that's the cabal trying, you know, using it well, for something. Who knows? Well, you know, there's payloads going up on these yeah. launches, and what is it? It might it might be something that is stopping this. Like, uh, what's that that thing on Terminator called the Netlink or what is it? Uh, oh, the Skynet. Oh, Skynet. Skynet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah create a version of skynet maybe this is stopping like the, the well the ones that were blowing up aren't sending any payloads they're just uh, um doing altitude that we well know. i guess but or you would think that if they were actually going to send a payload up why would they film it and like pretend that it's something else you know like you think they would just do that in secret if they were yeah, going to send true. a payload up true. well I, I mean i've also there's something going on that's all i know <laughs> i've heard alexa Alexis's theory was that they're putting bad actors in there from like mass arrests and just like killing them with uh, the explosions. Yeah. <laughs> like send up John Podesta. Oh no, it exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who was it? Oh, it was actually when we had Corey good on the show, we were talking about Elon Musk and he said that they, he goes from, from his experience, they never waste a launch. There's always a payload going up, no matter what it's for. So I don't know. That's just so. Well, they'd know. have to really. I mean, they're only. They're not even going to like low Earth orbit, so they'd have to really be like stretching yeah. the truth to uh to send a payload up. Maybe. Like it would have to be like a totally yeah. But who knows? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. Either way, definitely. You know what else is possible? Not using rockets anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That is very possible. Yeah. Yes. I'm ready for that too. Mm -hmm. Alexa said, Elon, come hang out with us. <laughs> uh, somebody said, Maybe yeah. we can get him on the show. Anybody have a connection to Elon Musk? Yeah, we'll get him on here. See what he has to send, say. Send him our way. You know, it's funny on the Joe Rogan podcast, whenever he asks him a question, there's like a, like a three second delay before he answers. It's like the most awkward interview. He's a very, well, he's a very slow talker. Yeah. He's yeah. A very, he has to think about everything a long time. Yeah. 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 And then he answers. What's funny in that interview, I kept feeling like Joe was fastly 
smarter than Elon. And like Joe kept having to talk down to Elon to like get him to understand these basic concepts about like consciousness and alien life and things like that. And then Elon's over there like hyper processing in his brain, but it's like not as advanced as where Rogan's at, you know, whether yeah. you like Rogan or not, he's, um, he's very into like psychedelics and DMT and yeah. into um, the consciousness side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is funny. Because yeah. he's supposed to be the super smart guy. Right. It's like, is he really though? Or uh, well, I mean, just put in this position, you know, was he put in that position or, you know, just because you have a degree doesn't mean you're smart. Yeah, you know, that too. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, some of the most bri- smart, but some of the most brilliant people I know, and I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but some of the most brilliant people I know are dumb. <laughs> well, just because you know a lot of facts and information doesn't, yeah. doesn't make you intelligent or <clears throat> smart. That's right. Just knowing a lot of things. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. Right. Good memory, maybe. But that's yeah, just it. knowing data points. It's like it doesn't make you intelligent. That's it's like trying to argue with one of these people about anything that's going on, a secret space program or whatever, disclosure in general. They have all of these mainstream narrative data points, facts, s- statistics, and you can't you can't beat them. So you just <laughs> away, right? Yeah, I've, I've encountered people like that. They will trump anything you say with all these statistics and all these facts, and they they won, right? And that's that's where we're at with that. You, I I call it straw man intelligence because it's like yeah, they make you think they're really smart and they know all the facts and everything, and like they can like you said present it really well and make it sound like they're so smart and you know, mm-hmm. but then you're like, well, no, <laughs> like you're trying to like actually break things down and present your side, and it's just like a wall, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like Brooke it's like in the, the chat of facts and, and knowing everything and, all, and intelligence, but Brooke, it's, it's not real. Brooke said that, uh, I lost it now, but she said something like the higher, uh, IQ you have the lower emotional IQ you have. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably that. true. I, I mean, I don't At think, least it, in I don't think it left right brain necessarily has to correlate, but I think many times it does. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree with that. And obviously this isn't, this isn't the case for everyone. There are like, there are people out there yeah. that, you know, we're not putting a blanket statement, stereotyping, you know, these certain people just because you have a degree, you're stupid. That's not what no, we're saying. No, no, yeah. No. It's not at all. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything either, uh, especially what we know, how we've all been lied to this entire time with, <laughs> that's the hardest part is trying to explain the, trying to get a scientist to realize like, their degree they what they've spent four years or whatever learning might not even be truth you know yeah yep exactly yeah yeah so how long have we been going here Um, anything else did you want to get into jace before we uh did you have anything else you wanted to touch on in the world of crypto i know let me check quite a bit but um, oh, there was one thing, another 17 relation of flair concerning specific 17 posts about Spark. Um, okay. Yeah. So just real quick, because it's super fascinating. And it's one of the big connections aside from that video. So there's so on the Flare network, the native cryptocurrency is called the Spark token. And uh, the there are if you search Spark on the 17 archives. There are three posts that come up with Spark. And uh, the two main ones have it in quotes. And they say, 
Never in our history has this been attempted. Patriots worldwide simply needed a, quote, spark to reignite the engine for humanity, WWG1, WGA. And then the other one says, patriotism on the rise. People needed a spark to reignite the engine. So, interesting. yeah, interesting. Well, yeah. you said there's a third one too, or is that was it? The third one says power. Oh, this was actually technically the first one. So those two were from May of 2020. And the first one is from December of 2018. And it says power belongs to the people. You are what matters. All you needed was a spark to unite together. They are scared. Think fake news attacks second only to POTUS himself. Together we win. Trust yourself. Think for yourself. You are not alone. Open your heart and mind. Where we go when we go all. So explain for the people who don't know what you're talking about as far as the spark in the in the crypto. So like I was explaining earlier with Flare, it's gonna it's this decentralized finance crypto space, which is gonna bring in that the, their motto is unlocking value. And it's basically gonna give the average person like you and me um, a lot of opportunity in uh, the financial space and in passive income opportunities. And it's going it, to, that's just like the beginning. I think truly it's going to rewrite the way that we experience the financial system. And it's doing so in a way that is pioneering it even in the crypto space. Because um, like I was saying, like the Ethereum made DeFi, but it's only for Ethereum. Other tokens only for those tokens. But with Flare, they're going to bring on pretty much any coin they want. And all of those coins, whether it's F whether it's the XRP or the Litecoin or Doge or maybe Bitcoin in the future, whatever, they're all going to be able to interact in harmony. So it's really cre creating the foundations for this ecosystem that I think could really change um, the average person's abundance and wealth in ways that we ha could have a hard time fathoming. And I think that's what this is referring to. I mean, it seems pretty spot on. The fact that they put spark in quotes tells you they're referring to something that's mm -hmm. outside of a normal spark. Like, why else would you put it in quotes? Right. So, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's, I love all these dots that you're connecting. And it's just an entire new realm of this awakening that we really never saw coming. We're all waiting, like you, you mentioned earlier, got me thinking, we're all waiting for this great financial reset, this external event, this stock market crash. But what if this is it? It's just going to be a smooth transition. It's not going to be at all like we, we were picturing it. That's more and more what I'm thinking. Like, you know, uh, yeah, like you're saying, we, we kept picturing this big market crash and everything, but it seems like maybe the, uh, I don't know whether it's the military or the galactics or source itself. It seems like we have maybe figured out a timeline where it is going to be smooth and where we can have all these positive abundant changes that we've been calling in, but not have to experience the big fallout calamity of like a huge crazy event, which really would be the best of both worlds. Although I know there's like a part of me that still is like, Oh, I want the big market crash event just cause it'll be like so interesting to watch and it'll wake people up. But maybe the timeline that we're on now is one where it's going to wake people up in a really organic, natural way. And no one is going to have to go through any kind of intense, suffering like they would have had to in yeah. the case of a giant crash yeah yeah. When, yeah i hope so i definitely hope so 
And one thing's for certain, if what have we learned this entire time since Q came onto the scene, Trump was inaugurated, how many, we, we've been reading and researching about all this stuff, but how many public victories have we actually had? Like how many public victories where we've actually been able to celebrate? Nothing, yeah. nothing of the sort, right? Even today. So like everything is just, this is a shadow war. It's a shadow war and it's not, Things change in the fog of war. Anything that we thought was happening might be totally different and flipped upside down now. You know, we can't. It's just really goes back to what I was saying about. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll speak for myself. All I know is how this ends and not really ends, but like the like the timeline we're on, like you said, where I do 100 percent believe we're on a, a very positive timeline. And um, no matter how like bad things seem to get or like scary on the surface level. I know it's all the surface is just a show that's kind of playing out. It's kind of just like, you know, don't pay much attention to that because it doesn't really matter because I know where this is headed. And, you know, I'm, I've grown in my spiritual um, walk enough that I, I have sovereignty and I, whatever happens happens and I'm okay with it at this point, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm at peace with whatever happens on the outside. And that's the, I think that's the most important thing, like having the release and the surrender to mm -hmm. the the source, the plan of the source creator, God, whatever you want to call it, and not trying to over control the situations in our lives. Cause that's what I'm noticing with myself and like a lot of people that I'm seeing mirroring this energy is like, you know, there's a sense of we're losing control. And so the naturally we're like, oh, we want to regain control with crazy <clears throat> energies and shifts and all that. But really the, the, the healthiest and the best thing for us to do as beings of like service um, to others is allowance and acceptance and surrender to the most divine aspects of things and not trying to over control the direction that we go in. Beautifully yes, stated. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautifully stated. Um, I guess we can start wrapping this up, Jace. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Will you, let people know where they can find you. Yeah. So I'm most active on my YouTube channel, which is cosmic origins and that I'm um, pretty sure it's down in the description box. And then, uh, I've been banned on Facebook. Like uh, every time I've tried just like Tyler and Aaron <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Twitter too. So I don't have those, but uh, telegram I do have, and that's down below too. And Instagram. So you can join my telegram group and then there's a chat as well. And, uh, yeah, I think my email's down there as well. I just made a video today announcing that I was going to be taking on five people to do like personal coaching sessions with in relation to crypto, whether you just need personal help, like figuring out how to set up your, your accounts and your wallets, or if you just want to talk and kind of like ask me questions about, you know, what I think about all this stuff. Um, I'm going to be like doing, um, sessions for five people. So if you're interested in that, you can send me an email or contact me elsewhere. And uh, yeah, that's where you can follow me. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for the donation, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And guys, check out Jason's videos. He's really putting out uh, top-notch information. I mean, for the amount of followers that you have in your channel and as many videos that have gotten removed for you and all the stuff, I mean, you're over to target. Something <laughs> about your work in particular, they don't like. So I, so I I'm always steering people your direction, like check out your videos because uh, you, you should be 
I don't think you get the recognition that you deserve. So thanks, man. Yeah, that's nice. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> you, do, you do amazing work. Man. I, 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 and I mean that. I really do mean that. Like, hmm. I mean, anybody listening tonight, I mean, you definitely know what you're talking about, or at least you sound like you do. <laughs> Which yeah. is what's important. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sound like maybe you. I don't. <laughs> uh, guys, con uh, conspiracy couch is back. Uh, Laura and Foil, loyal to the Foil, are back with conspiracy couches. Their second week now. I think it'll be either 8:30 or 9:30 tonight. Either way, they're gonna. The theme is Bigfoot, and I will be calling in to share some Sasquatch experiences of my own. Awesome. So if you're interested. Do one foot in five D, and check out Conspiracy Couch tonight. And they're on Foxhole as well, so everybody who's on Foxhole sees that they have a, they're premiering tonight also. So, are going live. So I'll be calling in and sharing some stories. It should be really fun. Uh, topic should be exciting. I, I love talking about Sasquatch. I'll be there. Nice watching. Right. <laughs> you don't have any experiences you're going to call in with. Sasquatch experiences. I actually, I have, maybe I will, if there's open calls, maybe I'll call in. I have had yeah, a couple of, a uh, couple of stuff. Yeah. Not quite, not quite as cool as you, but I've had a couple of stuff. Oh, shit. <laughs> I have, a, I actually, I have a video. I might try and somehow see if I can share it and show that's it. Cause it's really cool. But um, anyway, thank you so much guys for listening. Don't forget uh, if you want to come to the conference next week, there are in-person tickets still available I don't think they're going to sell out. We have enough room. In, uh, we have enough space to fit more people. So if you're interested, grab a ticket, come hang out with us. We're going to be setting up our experiences lounge. We're going to be uh, basically doing what we did at Camp Disclosure, interviewing people or letting them tell their testimony, share their experience, ET, paranormal to the camera. We're going to film it, compile it and create a video. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Kate Awakening and I are going to be emceeing the conference. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to the whole thing and just spending some time on the beach and getting to see some of these faces on, in person instead of on a screen, which, you know, I think we've all had just about enough of at this point. Uh, so, yeah. And the congratulations once again to the live stream winners. I'll read those names one more time. I'll butcher those names one more time. Yeah, I'll butcher them one more time. Samantha Woodrow, Joseph Wolf, Yanavi Ganjama, Grandin Dugas. Mia Scan. They couldn't have drawn easier names. <laughs> uh, congratulations. You guys will all be receiving an email here within the next few days with all of your information and your live stream ticket. If you're even listening right now. Um, anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap this up, Jace? Um, if you want to do that deep dive rabbit hole that I was talking about that I got into around all this crypto stuff, start with Mr. Pool, just type it into Twitter, bearable guy one, two, three, and uh, and the flare finance. Look into those three things, and you'll start seeing maybe lots of uh, patterns. Yeah, there's so much, yeah. there's so much going on with that. The one, the what Ivan Teller, he actually channeled what the blockchain consciousness. It's like, yeah. but Whoa, he describes it as everything as a consciousness, like even like a door, everything mm -hmm. as a consciousness true, and you can actually yeah. channel. So he can, he channels like weird things like the Vatican consciousness or the blockchain consciousness. And it's such, it's so fascinating whether it's bullshit or not. I don't know. It resonates with me. And I still, I, I just hear it. You know, I take it in and take it for what it is. 
but if you're interested in, in hearing that channeling, you can find it on Ivan Teller's YouTube channel. What did he say, curiously, uh, when channeling blockchain? Um, he they well, he was actually being interviewed when he did that. So the guy was asking about specific the future of each coin, and he talked about Bitcoin. Like they said, the end game for Bitcoin is like they're trying to reach a hundred thousand dollars a coin. Uh, but right now it's actually still at an invest investable stage for the for rich people but that's their end game for that but there's a lot of this they said there's basically a war going on in the crypto world there's actually dark forces manipulating and suppressing and all this stuff bitcoin's its own entity yeah he is definitely what you think it is but it's not the only one he said there's a number of coins that are mm -hmm. going to be the future of this uh, he did give some timelines on it. None of them were as soon as we would hope for some of the stuff, but you know, that is what it is. And uh, he, he explained some of them. Like there's one, there's a Digibyte, I think it's called Digibyte coin. Yeah. yeah he said that, some of that. He said that's like an Arcturian coin. It's, no way. Yeah. Really interesting. That's so interesting. I was watching Arcturian channelings today and really connecting with them. Yeah. That's that's interesting. And I was like, oh, I need to get some of that now. And uh, oh man, there was so much more. I, I just don't remember it all, but it's fascinating. I mean, it really is. That reminded yeah. me when when you said the like XRP isn't the only one. I totally agree. And there's something called the interledger protocol that you can look up, which is basically this um this protocol for this ecosystem of cryptocurrencies for the finance world. And it's like XRP, XLM, XDC algorand uh iota and like a couple others but that's a really fascinating rabbit hole to go down to because those are the ones that are likely going to be uh, regulated and introduced into the financial world which means they're going to have a lot of profit potential for people like you and me nice very nice yeah. right well yeah once anyway again, sorry side note <laughs> once again jace is not a financial advisor neither are we <laughs> yeah that's right yeah well, I only say that because I noticed I you, am no, no yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed you actually make that disclaimer at the beginning of your videos. I guess is there did something happen to where you have to do that or is you just you're playing it safe? I just playing it safe and it's yeah. like what most people making YouTube videos about financial stuff say because I, I suspect that there's been weird lawsuits where people are like, Hey, you're not a financial advisor. How dare you suggest things? And you know they probably got sued for it, so sure. it's just a it's yeah. a good disclaimer. But um, also to do your own research, like never trust anybody just by what they say, including me. Like do your own that. research, especially, especially me. Cool <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah. Thank you guys all for the donations. Yes, thank you guys um, so much for the donations, Tiffany. I think that was you with the eleven they all, eleven. Donation. They all came at once, pretty much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank um, you guys. Thank you guys all for that. And I was going to say something else before I wrap this up, but it's all right. Um, thank you guys once again. I really wanted to say something. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, thank you. I was going to say thank you guys so much for having me on. Like third mm -hmm. time being on. It's awesome. It's always a pleasure. And I just love talking to you guys. Like we could, if we didn't get tired, we could talk forever. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no, we'll totally. Thank you so much for coming on, man. It's always amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Always. Yeah. We're not, this is not a fake ending. We are ending the stream. Thank you. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, next week, if uh, one more thing, yeah. Next week, we <laughs> won't have an episode, but we it might. It was a fake ending. We <laughs> might be going live from the beach. We might be uh, doing Ooh. a little live from the beach. So uh, stay Me tuned too. for that. And uh, have a great evening. Thank you for the donations, and we'll catch you next time.